0: Live around the globe. It's time for Rudy Max's world on the SSI Radio Network. I've
1: been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain
0: air, man. I travel I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome to
2: the great big second hour of Rudy Maxa's world. This hour is just as packed as the first one was. Hey, if you're anywhere near Indianapolis this weekend or anytime until the end of May for that matter, Stop by at the very swanky Conrad Hotel downtown to catch a rather extraordinary free display of artwork that's been mounted all around the hotel, including the hotel's presidential suite. 75 hotel staffers have been trained as art ambassadors to show you around uh, to view the paintings, the lithographs, the photos, and sculptures that are scattered all over the hotel. But it's in that 2,000-square-foot presidential suite that you'll find art by Picasso, Warhol, Robert Indiana, Salvador Dali, and photographer William John Kennedy. That it's worth dropping in just to get a look at the president. Suite. That's the Conrad Hotel, that's Hilton's luxury brand, in downtown Indianapolis through the end of May. This hour we're going to consider, among other things, the mystery of the disappearance of famous aviatrix Amelia Earhart in 1937. During that Pacific leg of her attempt to circumnavigate the globe, she disappeared, and not even the wreckage of the plane has ever been found until maybe just now. First, we're going to talk with a historian who will remind us of Earhart's quest, and then with a man who heads an organization that specializes in recovering the remains of historic aircraft. This summer... The International Group for Historic Aircraft Recovery will launch a mission based on a fuzzy photograph that might just solve this decade's old mystery. Then what you all know about, well, we know that bad guys know about fanny packs and money belts as places to secure valuables while traveling. Johanna Denise has a better idea. She designed a line of Stade's travel clothes with hidden pockets that advances the game against the bad guys. We'll hear about it later this hour. I'll have a couple deals as well. A couple short news items before we take a call from a listener. The TSA is testing relaxed screening methods for passengers 75 and older at four U.S. airports. Participating airports are Chicago's O'Hare, Denver International, Portland International at Oregon, and Orlando. The goal is to spare elderly folks from having to remove their shoes and light jackets. If a passenger does set off a full-body scanner, they'll be permitted to go through a second time rather than facing a pat-down. This mirrors the current policy toward children 12 and under and united airlines uh already sporting a black eye for its clumsy marriage of its computer systems with continentals really took it in the chin pr wise this week when a flight from san francisco to shanghai was grounded in alaska for two days while several lavatories were found to be inoperable shortly after takeoff the plane landed in anchorage passengers had to stay in their seats for more than five hours before they were allowed off the plane and given meal vouchers for sunday evening too late because the restaurants were closed they were given hotel rooms but many demanded Credit cards and some of the Chinese passengers didn't have them. A second plane was called in on Monday, but it too had mechanical difficulties. It wasn't until Tuesday that passengers headed out across the Pacific. Some opted to cancel their trip. United says it's refunding the cost of everyone's ticket and is considering offering additional compensation. Well, I always invite you to ring me up if you have got a travel question. Now, if not, all of our stations carry us live, so if you call when I'm off the air, you'll get a voicemail from me inviting you to leave a message, which is exactly what Joyce from Mission VAO in California did this week. Joyce, welcome to the show
3: oh thank you hi rudy
2: hi Um, i know what your question is but why don't you ask it why don't you share your question with the audience
3: okay well flying on a seaplane has uh, been nearing the very top of my bucket list now and i'd like to know about how to go about choosing a reputable certified company or operator are there credentials to look for does the faa regulate it is it safe that sort of thing
2: all right. Well, I've got to tell you, I've flown some seaplanes, seaplanes around the Caribbean and uh, up in Alaska and so on, and I've always sort of considered them safe, but I wanted to bring an expert in to answer your question. On Joining us on the other line is Brian uh, Skanke. Am I pronouncing your Norwegian name correctly, Brian? Yeah, that's correct. And for 21 years, he has been running Adventure Seaplanes. It's a seaplane tour company based in Minnesota Minnesota and Florida, Florida in the winters. Also in Wisconsin, Alaska, Canada, you can swim with the beluga whale, or you can fly over the uh, beluga whales on Churchill Bay. His company is called Seaplane Tours, and since he operates out of Florida, and you were asking a bit about Florida, I wanted to bring him in. So how do you answer, Joyce, about her safety concerns and, re- and whether these everybody's licensed, et cetera, Brian?
4: Most all companies are regulated by the uh, FAA, so I would say a big percentage of them are very safe. There's a there's a few places like anything where may not have as good a track record. Um, There is, I would do research in the company and talk, maybe get some references from past customers. Um, In Lakeland, Florida, there's uh, the Seaplane Pilots Association, and their website is seaplane seaplanes.org, and it has state-by-state listing of all the seaplane operators. Um, you can do research there, but do the research with the company, and uh, check out their past history, experience level. Um, and
2: Joyce, let me give you the website for for uh, for Brian's company. It is. Uh it is adventure all one word. So I would start out by checking out his company. Um, there's sure. also a company called fly that flies into the Bahamas, uh, on seaplanes. Uh, Brian's company does freshwater lake, uh, goes to freshwater lakes for snorkeling in Florida, for example. But I think oh, if you go to adventure you'll get more information. Great. That's
3: just what I'm, I'm looking for. Um, any any major difference between the freshwater or open ocean operators?
4: I'll let Brian handle that one. Um, once you bring your float planes into saltwater, you've you've got a lot of corrosion maintenance issues to deal with. I stick to pretty much freshwater lakes myself, unless I'm way up um, in the Arctic Ocean, about eighteen hundred miles north of Minnesota, which I do tours up there. Polar bears and muskox, caribou whales, etc. Um so I try to keep my plant in fresh water. I do know some uh, saltwater operators if you are interested. I would help anybody out with referrals with reputable oh, yes, operators. I
3: would. I yeah. So I would be interested i I'll,
2: I'll get in contact you. Brian, with Brian. Why don't you go ahead Brian? Be, uh, Joyce hang on. Brian had something you wanted to add. Go ahead Brian.
4: Okay. Uh, we've got customers from all over the world that come and fly with us. In fact, I've got a guy from Switzerland and Germany here right now in Florida flying with me. You have a couple and, of great uh, tours, don't you, Brian? Oh, yes. Yeah, we do tours throughout Florida, and then in the summer months, uh, Churchill and uh, fishing lodges throughout Ontario, Manitoba. And then we do our 10-day Arctic Circle tour, which that's fantastic tour.
2: All right. Joyce, any last questions? you got about a minute left.
3: Um. I guess I'd ask you, uh, Rudy, or, or and or Brian, uh, is there anything I should have should be asking and haven't? You don't know what you don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't have anything to add. I think I know that uh, operations are licensed by the FAA, and so I presume they're safe. Brian, anything you want to add?
4: Yeah, that's everybody's regulated by the FAA. But like I say, do a do a research into the company and maybe talk to some of their past customers. And and uh, like I say, I I do know of a... Uh, some a lot of good operators around the country and I can help with referrals also.
2: I'm gonna oh, put I Joyce, can't. I'm gonna put you and Brian in touch via email so you can talk privately with him, all right?
3: Thank you very much. That Thanks for put calling in. fun back into flying. <laughs> Thanks, Joyce.
4: Come, on, fly float. Come fly float planes, Joyce. It's a wonderful world out here.
3: Oh I will, I will. I'll be talking to you soon.
2: Thank you, Joyce and Brian. We'll be right back in just a moment, uh, and we'll put a link on our Facebook page, Rudy Maxa TV Show, to uh, a couple seaplane operations. Stick
0: around, we'll be right back. Rudy Maxa's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800 387 8025. We'll be back after these messages. What would you
2: do if you got seriously sick or injured on a trip? Medical evacuation can cost more than 25 50 or even $100,000, and it's rarely covered by major medical insurance, especially not Medicare an OnCall international membership protects your health and your wallet with services including evacuation to your hospital of choice annual membership starts at just 225 dollars and covers trips nearby or abroad for more info call 800-575-5014 or visit oncallinternational.com or rudymaxa.com under sponsors
5: hi i'm tony stewart sprint cup champion and co-owner of stewart haas racing so i've got a question for you want to be a co-owner of my race team no really i'm serious it can happen when you enter the quickest loans you're the boss sweepstakes when and for one amazing race weekend you'll be an honorary co-owner of stewart haas racing enter the quicken loans you're the boss sweepstakes today at qlracing.com You'll get to hang out with me, Ryan Newman, driver of the 39 Quicken Loan Chevy, and the whole crew. It'll be awesome. Oh, and get this. If you win, you'll also walk away with $10,000. Got your attention there, didn't I? So come on. What are you waiting for? Enter the Quicken Loans You're the Boss sweepstakes today at QLRacing.com. That's QLRacing.com. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 United States and D.C. 18 and older. Void where prohibited. Promotion ends 4
1: 12 For official rules and complete details, visit qlracing.com. Sponsor, Quicken Loans Incorporated. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. And now, GEICO
5: presents 30 Seconds with Maxwell the Pig. Uh, Hey, everyone. I'm Maxwell, and um, my life is kind of awesome because whenever Geico wants to talk about their new mobile app, they're like, "Um, hey, Maxwell, you feel like coming to the studio and and talking about how the app lets you manage your policy, you know, and get roadside help and even customize it with your favorite Geico character? And I'm like, maybe are there going to be snacks? (laughs) Everything
1: you love about Geico, now mobile. Download the new Geico app today.
0: telephone number to call the program is 800 387 8025 that's 1-800-387-8025 or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com here again is Rudy Maxa
2: 18 after the hour in this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Travel Guard it's a chartist company and a worldwide leader in travel insurance it predicts, provides products and services to millions of travelers around the globe helping leisure and business travelers alike solve problems and manage risks and right now if you visit travelguard.com forward slash stories. You can read the second uh, chapter in a series of true and compelling travel tales and enter for a chance to win a new Kindle. It's very easy. It's a very short story. I think it's only two two or three sentences long, uh, but it's one of the thousands of stories that Travel Travel Guard receives from travelers about their experiences each year. This story goes behind the scenes on how uh, a man's tour of Peru led to a taste of an unexpected popular local cuisine. Guinea pig and what happened afterwards. I'll let you see what happened afterwards. If you go check it out at travelguard.com forward slash stories, good luck, and you'll have a shot at winning a new Kindle. Well, it was 75 years ago that Amelia Ear- Earhart, who is already a famous aviatrix, uh, began her pac- the Pacific leg of her uh, attempt to circumnavigate the globe. She disappeared. Not even the wreckage of her plane has been found, though there's a chance it may have been. I thought it was a perfectly appropriate time to invite Susan Ware to the show. She's a historian. Her website, if you'd like to know more about her and about her book, is Susan W-A-R-E, W-A-R-E SusanWare.net. Uh, she has written a- she wrote a book— about Amelia Earhart, and uh, its title is... Do I have your title here, Susan, on my screen? You tell me.
6: I can tell you. It's called Still Missing, Amelia Earhart and the Search for Modern Feminism. So you can imagine I have a certain vested interest in her plane not being found.
2: (laughs) In not being found? Because then 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 it remains a mystery?
6: (laughs) No, then I have to change my title from Still Missing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just found, Amelia Earhart and the Search for Modern Feminism. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now, just to refresh our memory, for those of us who might be a little vague on the details, she was already very famous when she began this trip on which she disappeared. Am I right?
6: Absolutely. She was one of the most well-known people and certainly one of the most well-known women of the 1930s.
2: And she was probably the—I mean, was she the only known woman pilot? I mean, famously known woman pilot?
6: Well, I think— if people know the name of one woman pilot it's likely to be amelia earhart and uh i think that what's what's important when we think about why people cared so much about her disappearance and and the, you know trying to figure out what happened is that she was very much a household name in the 1930s and and a lot of people identified with her she was a real inspiration for women, for men. Uh, It's just a sense of adventure that she uh, personified. And remember, this is a period where the romance of flight and aviation is still very, very current. And uh, she was really the epitome of that. And it didn't hurt that she was also an incredibly attractive, articulate, modern-looking woman. So you Put all those together in a package, and it's it's pretty compelling.
2: She was married at the time, and uh, I saw a video clip of her husband asking if he'd go along, and she suggested he stay home because she'd rather use the equivalent of his weight to carry fuel.
3: Yeah, well, I
6: I think she was uh, clearly making a, a a good point about her her planning for the trip, but you know we have to give her husband, whose name is G. P. Putnam, we have to give him some. Serious credit for how well-known she was. He was a publisher and a promoter. And I think that you know, his career was promoting his wife. And one of, the, one of the reasons we know so much about her is because they both worked really hard to keep her name in the news. And, of course, if you think about it, it's, it's quite an expensive undertaking to fly around the world and to buy the state-of-the-art Lockheed Electra, Um, and so they had to be raising money and uh, all of that. So he was enormously helpful to her, but I think when it was time to to get in the plane and go, she just wanted to be off on her adventure by herself, (laughs) well, with her navigator, but
2: my guest is Susan Ware. She's a historian and she's author of the book titled "Still Missing: Amelia Earhart and the Search for Modern Feminism." We're talking about Amelia Earhart because a photograph turned up recently that may suggest the location of where her plane went down. And we're going to talk uh, in the next segment with the director of a group that finds historic, recovers historic aircraft, and his group is going there in July. But I wanted to bring Susan in the picture to remind us a little of, of the legend. It's not a legend. The history of uh, Amelia Earhart. Susan, what leaving aside this possible discovery of a clue what have the for the last you know four or five decades been the working theory about the disappearance of amelia earhart
6: well i i have to say that i think most people think that she ran out of gas and ditched her plane and it's somewhere at the bottom of the pacific ocean and if you i'm sure many of your listeners have had the experience of being on an airplane flying over the Pacific and thinking how vast it is. And that's really what they're trying to do, is to find an airplane uh, in that in that huge, huge expanse. Um, but also there have been theories that she was taken prisoner by the Japanese or that she went off course and ended up at various islands where maybe she was able to live for a little while. And um, I think that... It's a very, you know, it's a huge area to um, to try and find her plane, and yet the attraction is still there. I mean, this is one of the 20th century's greatest unsolved mysteries: what happened to Amelia Earhart? And I think the fact that Secretary of State Hillary Clinton uh, had a press conference on Tuesday, talk giving her support to this search, and talking about how important. Amelia Earhart had been to her as an inspiration and to her mother. And so there's something about the connection between this aviator and the search that still keeps people coming back.
2: Well said. How? uh, I mean, I know there was some radio communication in those days between planes and people on the ground, but I'm sure not like it is today where, thanks to satellites, you can be in the middle of the Pacific and chat on the phone with somebody anywhere in the world. Um, How... Is you know how wide an expanse investigators have been able to pin down her disappearance? I mean, is it a you know a thousand square miles or I larger or smaller? It's
6: much bigger than that, and and you know we need to remember that the United States government did mount quite an extensive search uh, in right in July of 1937, and uh, they were not able to find anything. Uh, I think what happens with a lot of these theories is that they decide that she made a left turn and went off to one island, and so therefore they go and look for that. But then sometimes other theories say, well, I think she went north (laughs) and then goes off there, which is, I think, why it's hard. But, you know, again, um, it's the mystery is there, the attraction of trying to solve it, and uh, I think it's also an excuse to... Um, You know, for the people who are interested in in reclaiming, finding old historic aircraft, uh, you get a lot more publicity when you can link it to the search for Amelia Earhart.
2: Well, I'm sure the question I'm going to ask is entirely too simplistic, because, uh, but but it seems to me, don't pilots, even in those days, in 1937, have to file a, a a fairly detailed flight plan? So wouldn't folks, but I guess weather could have blown them off course or they might have gone around a storm or something uh you you know what i'm getting at if she had a flight plan why can't they just follow the flight plan and see if there's any sign of wreckage or whatever
6: well there wasn't really a flight plan and this is pretty early and remember she's because she switched the direction of the flight she's now flying from you know she's leaving from a large landmass and trying to hit this tiny little speck of an island Practically in the middle of nowhere.
2: Oh, that's and, the question. Where was she leaving from and where was she headed to?
6: Uh, oh, New Guinea, I think, and was headed uh, to right. right. Howland Island, which is a tiny little island, and it happened to have a refueling ship there by the United States government. Um, but even under perfect conditions, it would have been very difficult for her to get it. And so, if anything went wrong, Um, slightly off course with her navigation. She didn't have a very reliable radio, and she wasn't very good at using it, unfortunately. She was a tad stubborn. Um, She didn't want to take a trailing antenna because that was extra weight. There were some decisions made that made it difficult for her to pull this off. Um, So I think that also is one reason why you're really almost starting from scratch. You don't really know exactly where she went down. Um, right.
2: Well, that, this is, a, a, Susan, an excellent background briefing and as a preface to talking to Rick Gillespie of the International Group for Historic Aircraft Recovery after the next commercial message. I really thank you for joining us. My pleasure. And if you'd like to read more about Amelia Earhart, which uh, who is very much in the news these days, check out Susan Ware's book, you can find it at susanware.net, and Susan spells her last name W-A-R-E, so all one word, susanware.net. A couple other books here you might find of interest, too. Susan is one prolific historian. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. It's about, oh, 28 minutes after the hour. We'll be right back, and we'll go a little deeper into the mystery of Amelia Earhart's disappearance when we come back.
0: Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Hi, I'm Ryan Newman, driver of the number 39 Quick and Loans Chevy for Stewart Haas Racing. I've got a question for you. Want to be my boss? No, really, I'm serious. It can happen when you enter the Quick and Loans You're the Boss Sweepstakes. Win, and for one amazing race weekend, you'll be an honorary co-owner of the Stewart Haas Race Team. Enter the Quick and Loans You're the Boss Sweepstakes today at qlracing.com. You'll get to hang with me, my other boss Tony Stewart, and the whole crew. Pretty cool, huh? Oh, and get this. If you win, you'll also walk away with $10,000. Got your attention there, didn't I? So come on. What are you waiting for? Enter the Quicken Loans You're the Boss sweepstakes today at QLRacing.com. That's QLRacing.com. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the
1: 50 United States and D.C. 18 and older. Void where prohibited. Promotion ends 4 12 For official rules and complete details, visit qlracing.com. Sponsor, Quicken Loans Incorporated. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030.
0: participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa.
2: I'm here and this segment is brought to you by the good folks at On Call International. We all know that sometimes the unexpected happens while traveling. If and when it does, you can protect yourself with a reasonably priced annual membership from On Call International. They provide the best assistance you'll need during an unforeseen medical or travel emergency, even a situation like social unrest and more. From unexpected illnesses to life-threatening accidents, delayed luggage or legal woes, On Call International gives you the help you'll need to return home or get back to enjoying your trip. You can find more info at OnCallInternational.com or just go on to RudyMaxa.com and scroll down on that homepage and click on the OnCall International logo. Well, in a, a moment ago, before the commercial break, we were talking to historian Susan Ware, author of the book Still Missing, Amelia Earhart and the Search for Modern Feminism. And she wondered aloud whether she's going to have to change the name of the book from Still Missing to, well, Sort of Found. Rick Gillespie is the executive director of an organization that specializes in recovering historic aircraft. In fact, it's called the International Group for Historic Aircraft Recovery. That's T-I-G-H-A-R. They pronounce it Tiger. And Rick, uh, welcome to the show. Nice to have you on.
4: Great to be here, Rudy.
2: And the reason I invited Rick to come on after Susan gave us some background on Amelia Earhart and that fatal flight in 1937 when her plane went missing in the Pacific is that a photograph has emerged that Rick Gillespie and his group think might actually offer a clue to where Amelia Earhart's aircraft is in the Pacific. Rick, uh, can you give me a little background on that photograph, where it's been and how it came to the fore right now?
1: It's quite a story, Rudy. Uh, It's a photograph that we've had for some time. You know, we've been researching this mystery for 24 years we've had nine expeditions to this island and piece by piece we've been able to put this puzzle together and we had uh, come to the conclusion that all the evidence pointed to the airplane having been landed on the reef adjoining this island where they sent radio distress calls for several days but then the plane was washed over the edge by rising tides and surf And in 1999, there was an old woman who had once lived on the island that told us that her father had pointed out wreckage on the edge of the reef to her when she was a girl, and she marked a map for us, and it all sounded great. But, you know, old stories and everything, you can't be sure. Then this photograph we've had for a long time but never realized the significance of it before. Uh, We noticed that in the left-hand side of the frame, there's something sticking up out of the water. This is a picture of the western end of the island. When we plotted out where this thing sticking up out of the water that shouldn't be there was, it turns out to be in the same place the old lady said there was airplane wreckage. So we had our uh, photo analyst really do some detailed work on this this image and he said well gee everything there is consistent with the wreckage of the landing gear of a lockheed electra well that's great but that's our guy we wanted verification so we went to the state department they were able to have government analysts uh, look at it and they reached the same conclusion so we're pretty excited
2: are you at liberty to reveal the island
1: Oh, yeah, sure. It's Gardiner Island, is what it was called in 1937. Now it's Nicomororo. It's in the Republic of Carabas. It's uninhabited now and has been since 1963, and it was uninhabited when Earhart was
2: there. And had you all looked at this island before? Nine times. And And nobody noticed this thing sticking out of the water or just wasn't sticking out of the water uh, then?
1: There's nothing sticking out of the water anymore. I've I've stood on that spot. Ah. But it's it's a very dynamic environment on the reef edge where the surf breaks. I wouldn't expect things to be there very long.
2: Do you know how long, how old that photograph is?
1: that that photograph was taken 3 months after Earhart disappeared it was taken by a british expedition that visited the island not looking for amelia but to evaluate the island for possible settlement and uh, one of the clo- uh, cadet officers snapped this picture and uh, so yeah it's it's a uh, it's a great historical document that seems to what it does for us, in search parlance, it gives us a point last scene for the aircraft. It right. tells us where to begin our search of the deep water for the rest of the airplane.
2: So what is the International Group for Historic Aircraft Recovery going to do this July?
1: We'll sail from Honolulu on July 2nd, the 75th anniversary of the disappearance, aboard the University of Hope. Hawaii Oceanographic Research Vessel, everybody calls it RBKOK, big big ship. And we'll sail for eight days to get to Nicomaroro, where we'll do detailed, sophisticated underwater mapping with multi-beam sonar. Then we'll search the area with an AUV, that's like a little robotic submarine, looks like a torpedo, with... Um, high-resolution scan, high side-scan sonar, and any suspicious targets will be checked out by a remote-operated vehicle, an ROV, with cameras and lights and manipulator arms, so we can map, search, and identify what's there. And, of course, we're hoping that the wreckage of the airplane is down there someplace.
2: And is this your best bet in the history of the, the many decades you've been searching for this?
1: Yeah, so far. This is, this is what we've been wanting to do for, for a long time, but we've never been able to raise the money before. And it's, gonna, it's, it's like a $2 million budget, and we've still got a bunch of money to raise. But with the level of publicity and credibility that we're getting at this point, uh, we're pretty confident that, that we will be able to do that. But uh, we're, we're still banging that fundraising drum right now.
2: Rick, uh, you can bet we'll be checking in with you this summer. Thank you. Rick Gillespie is the executive director of the International Group for Historic Aircraft Recovery. You can find the website at T-I-G-H-A-R dot org. If you're interested in contributing, uh, please check that out, T-I-G-H-A-R dot org. And we'll stay in touch with Rick as uh, spring turns to summer and see what goes on out there in the Pacific. We'll be right back in Rudy Max's world with some in a moment.
0: Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com.
2: Imagine this. You're enjoying a well-deserved vacation and then, boom, disaster strikes. There's an earthquake, a tsunami, or political upheaval such as last year's crisis in Egypt. Who would you call for help? A deluxe membership from On Call International provides the vital help you need When your destination becomes unsafe, OnCall International will quickly get you out of danger and evacuate you home, all covered by your membership. Learn more by calling 800-575-5014 or go to oncallinternational.com or rudymaxa.com and look under sponsors.
5: Hi, I'm Tony Stewart, Sprint Cup champion and co-owner of Stewart Haas Racing. So I've got a question for you. Want to be a co-owner of my race team? No, really. I'm serious. It can happen when you enter the Quicken Loans, You're the Boss sweepstakes. When and for one amazing race weekend, you'll be an honorary co-owner owner of Stuart haas racing enter the Quicken loans you're the boss sweepstakes today at qlracing.com you'll get to hang out with me ryan newman driver of the 39 Quicken and loan chevy and the whole crew it'll be awesome oh and get this if you win you'll also walk away with ten thousand dollars got your attention there didn't i so come on what are you waiting for enter the quick and loans you're the boss sweepstakes today at qlracing.com that's qlracing.com no purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 United States and D.C. 18 and older. Void where prohibited. Promotion ends 4 12
1: For official rules and complete details, visit qlracing.com. Sponsor, Quicken Loans Incorporated. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030.
0: On my journey to help save people money on car insurance, people have been really surprised to learn that GEICO can also help with renter's insurance. They're even more surprised when I tell them it costs as little as $12 a month. But perhaps what's most surprising is that I still live with my mum. Yeah, I know. I really should start thinking about renting my own place. But then I'll have to get my own tea kettle. Sofa, shower curtain, soap dish.
2: Visit geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Hey folks, Rudy Maxie here with an important question. Who's watching your home when you're not there or even when you are? Well, it could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in often when they think no one is home or when they think no one will stop them. So don't be an easy target. Now you can get a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security with 24-hour protection. Just pick up your phone and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert service, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Protect your home by calling your authorized ADT dealer at 866 750 6633. You'll get 24-hour protection and there's no cost for parts or activation. Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. The number to call is 866-750-6633. That's 866-750-6633. Again, 866-750-6633, or you can also log on to rudymaxa.com and check out the sponsors button for more information on these ADT security savings.
0: question or comment need advice jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at rudymaxa.com now back to Rudy Max's World. 43 minutes
2: after the hour, welcome back to Rudy Max's World. You know, we approach travel from all kinds of different directions. I say that all the time, and we certainly have done that today. But now we're getting down to something very basic, which is keeping your valuables safe while you travel. While well, at the L.A. Times Travel Show a couple of months ago, I had the pleasure of meeting Johanna Denise. She is the founder of a company called Clever Travel Companion. The website is exactly that, clevertravelcompanion.com. And she designed some very stylish and practical clothing that you can wear that will foil pickpockets. Um, And I know that of which I speak. I once lost my passport in a Paris market on a rainy weekend. I reached uh, in for it the next day and it was all gone. And I know it was pickpocketed. Uh, Joanna, Denise, first of all, thank you uh, for joining us on the show. Have you been pickpocketed before?
7: Yes, I have. And thank you for having me.
2: And where, where where did you experience and what did they get?
7: Oh, they got my summer savings. I was 16 in London and I had been having a paper route all summer and they took all of my money and I was devastated.
2: What? At what point of the trip were you at?
7: The second day, of course.
2: Oh, <laughs> so I had, no.
7: Yeah, I, yeah, and I came home empty-handed. No shopping for me on that trip.
2: And when did but, it occur to you that perhaps there could be some garments that would look good, feel comfortable, be easy to wash on the road, but also be able to thwart the bad guys?
7: Well, I've been traveling for about 25 years. Where are you and from? I've been, I'm from Sweden originally, but I live in D.C. right now. Okay. And I've been almost all over the world. And I have been pickpocketed three times, and I've lost my driver's license, and i lost my passport. So I tried the money belt. I tried the neck pouch. I tried the fanny pack. You know, you name it, I tried it. and okay. I Okay, so you had it.
2: made an effort to conceal.
7: Yes, I, I had. And the, the, the major problem for me was not actually getting pickpocketed, but being worried about getting pickpocketed. I was constantly thinking about it. For instance, when I was going into railing in Europe, you know, you sleep in a compartment with 10 foreigners or 10 strangers. You're scared all the time. So I said, there must be something that they can't see, that the pickpockets can't see. And I know the pickpockets, I mean, they're professionals. They know the money belts are there. They know the neck bags are there. So I said, well, we can just hide it in the clothes instead.
2: Okay, that so be, describe, yeah. I, have, I have several pieces in front of me, one for a man, one yes. for a woman, but you are, I think, probably more articulated in describing some of the <laughs> items and where the money is hidden. Yes, well, I have four different pieces of
7: clothing. The, the first ones I designed about that came on the market about a half a year ago were men's boxer briefs and ladies' uh, boys' short underwear. They basically look like normal underwear. They're soft and cotton or modal, and they have one pocket on each side of the front. And these pockets have zipper closers, and they're perfectly sized to fit passports, credit cards, and money. And no one can see them. I mean, the only one who knows they're there are the person wearing them.
2: And, and I'm, I'm, I'm holding them right now. They're very soft, and uh, it looks like you could wash these out in a sink and dry them very quickly.
7: Yes, especially the modal ones. They're lighter and easier to wash and quicker to dry. And the cotton ones, I mean, some people just prefer cotton underwear because it's, it's more breathable.
2: All right, so but the we first we're, we're, were underwear for men and women. Okay.
7: Yes. And then, because some people don't like to put their stuff in their underwear, I designed T-shirts and tank tops, T-shirts for men and tank tops for women, with a pocket on the front just under the bust area. And these pockets are also the perfect size for passports and and money and everything you might need.
2: And And obviously they're not visible to someone looking at you.
7: Well, you have to wear something on top of the the shirt. Yes, because otherwise we couldn't hide the pocket. But it's like most men have a T-shirt under their shirt anyway, and most women will have a tank top and then a loose-fitting blouse on top.
3: I'm and talking with.
2: Fit. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Johanna. No,
7: I'm sorry. Go
2: ahead. I was going to just tell. If you've just tuned in, I'm talking with Johanna Denise, who, having been pickpocketed a few times while traveling, decided to start her own line of clothing, Clever Travel Companion, which is also the website clevertravelcompanion.com. Well, we've only got about a minute and a half left, Johanna. What uh, What is the price range for these items?
7: They start at twenty-four ninety and end at thirty-four ninety, and shipping is free on all orders over fifty
2: dollars. Okay, and and I I gather you try to be rather stylish with these as well.
7: Well, yes, I I do, and especially younger people like these a lot. And I've seen a lot of younger women wear them to the beach, and they put everything from cell phones to, well, you know, what young people carry around in their pockets, in in these pockets. And, yeah, they're quite popular with younger
3: kids.
2: Now, I I know you on your blog have recommended, there's a blog also at uh, CleverTravelCompanion.com, uh, Johnny, you have you have suggested carrying just enough money to give the bad guys something.
7: Yes, exactly. I, I was robbed in Mexico once and they took everything. And if I had been smart at that time I would have kept something hidden. You always have like ten or twenty or even fifty dollars at hand and maybe a bad credit card that you can give to the robber or whoever is stealing from you. And then you put the most important stuff in your pocket.
2: I like also, the bad credit card idea.
7: Yeah, that's why not. <laughs> Because they know that if you're traveling and you're from America, you have a credit card. They're not going to give up if you don't give them something. Hmm. So you might have thought, yeah. And also, you don't want to go into your inside pockets every time you're going to buy an ice cream or a drink or something. So have some cash at hand. It's
2: easier. All right. There it is. The website's clevertravelcompanion.com. Joanna Denise is a founder and designer of it. Thanks so much for joining us, Johanna.
7: Thank you so much for having me.
2: We'll be back in just a moment.
0: participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at (music) rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's world.
2: Nice to have you here. You can follow me at Rudy Maxa on Twitter, R-U-D-Y-M-A-X-A. In a decision that surely lifted the spirits of Alec Baldwin, the FAA this week announced it intended to see if many consumer electronic items that airlines insist be kept off during takeoff and landing have any effect on an aircraft's electronic systems. Notice I say that airlines insist on them being kept off. Despite what you might have heard during a thousand in flight announcements, there's no FAA rule regarding the turning off of electronic devices such as iPads and laptops. The FAA has allowed airlines to make those rules. Now, the FAA intends to see if this is all a myth or not. One thing for certain, though, cell phones will not be allowed to be kept on. Uh, U.S. Airways said to be briefing creditors of the company that owns American Airlines on plans for a possible merger with American Airlines. Whoa. U.S. Airways would seek to create a merger plan before Americans' parent exits bankruptcy protection, a move that the pilot's union says might be welcome to allow labor unions to negotiate with new management. Boy, whoever thought U.S. Airways would swallow American airlines? Unbelievable. Hey, I think I got a couple deals of the week here. Do we have the big ring-a-ding-a-ling? Ring-a-ding-ding. There it is, the cash register. There it is. Okay. What We've we got, got a whole bunch of them here. Let's see how many I can get through. Uh, the Frank Lloyd Wright Preservation Trust is hosting a trip to Chicago and southwestern Wisconsin August 16th to the 20th. So if you're a Frank Lloyd Wright fan, this is a pretty cool trip. They're going to uh, take you uh, to some of his places in Chicago and on the Wisconsin pra- Prairie um, at Taliesin. Highlights include Wright's prairie-style designs like the Emil, 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 Emil Bach House and Roby House in Chicago, a private visit to the Art Institute of Chicago to learn about Wright's contributions to the decorative arts movement, exclusive access to Wright's Wisconsin home and a trip to one of Wright's most popular Usonian designs, the Jacobs House. Uh, This private excursion includes two nights in Chicago, two nights in Madison, Wisconsin, four lunches, two dinners, all admission fees, luxury motorcoat transportation, including a drop off at O'Hare International Airport in Chicago. Uh, Frank Lloyd Wright uh, Preservation Trust member price is $1,700. So check that out. Just go to the Frank Lloyd Wright Preservation Trust website, which is too long for me to give you, but remember that. Frank Lloyd Wright Preservation Trust. Uh, trust. Um, Brendan Vacations is offering a deal in honor of the celebration of the Titanic, the 100th anniversary of its maiden voyage. It's going to take you to Ireland. Uh, You're going to spend eight nights there, zipping around in a rental car while visiting such places as Ballygally Castle. You'll experience Belfast, which is where the Titanic was built. There'll be sightseeing in Dublin and in Belfast. And you'll have passes to see the Titanic expedition and Titanic walk. All breakfasts and taxes included. Let's see. Let me see what else is included. The Titanic exhibit, tour of Dublin, two nights in Dublin, two nights in Belfast, a night on the Antrim Coast at a castle, one night in Derry, Derry, one night in Dublin at the Radisson Blue at Dublin Airport. Private transfer from airport to hotel. Five-day car, Hertz automatic. Oh, it's an automatic economy car. Um, All breakfasts, all ground taxes. This is Brendan Vacations, B-R-E-N-D-A-N, Brendan Vacations. The price is $1,055 per person. That does not include airfare. It's available from April 1st to December 20th, but you got to book by the end of April. So, Brendan, B-R-E-N-D-A-N, Brendan Vacations. If you've always wanted to go to Ireland, I don't know. You don't have to. I mean, I wouldn't. You you can do the Titanic thing if you want, but it sounds like a nice way to do a tour with a car and hotels and breakfasts in Ireland you're going to see Dublin and you're going to see Belfast and you're going to see some of the countryside not too bad at a thousand fifty five dollars per person again that does not include airfare if you're interested in Macy's flower show that's when they've got a hundred literally a hundred thousand types of flowers and plants it is occurring this year from March 31st till April 7th uh, the folks at the Affinia Manhattan hotel chain are going to give you a special flower show package starting at two hundred and twelve dollars per night You'll get an official Macy's Flower Show tote bag t-shirt, and you'll get a private VIP tour of the Flower Show uh, led by an authorized Macy's docent on the morning of March 31st and April 7th. Uh, The package is valid from March 23rd to April 9th, and you can find more information by going to Affinia.com. The promotional code is FLORAL. Okay, F-L-O-R-A-L. So if you love flowers, and I know many people do, you might want to check out the 100,000 flowers and plants that will be showing from March 31st till April 7th at the the Macy's Flower Show. Uh, Let's see. Do I have time for another? How much time do we have here, Jeff? Not much time. One one minute, 20 seconds. This one's a little too long. I may have to save it till next week. But I will mention that you know we've been hearing about airlines cutting back on on the number of seats on airplanes on lift load. Well, I was surprised to read this week that US airline passenger numbers reached a record in 2011, 730 million people on flights. It's the highest number since 2008, just before the beginning of the recession. It indicates a continued rise in demand for air travel, but as I said, it sort of flew in the face of what we know about airlines cutting back on capacity. So this explains why you'll never see an empty middle seat unless you go to the Smithsonian or the Air and Space Museum. So we have fewer seats flying and a record number in 2011 of passengers. That uh, The passengers' numbers inched up 0.5 percent. Not big, but still, it's an increase from 2010. So there you go. Again, that's why there's no middle seats for you on airplanes. We're coming to the end of our two hours of Rudy Max's World. Thank you for joining me this weekend. If you like travel, I hope you'll join us again next weekend, same time, same, same station. I want to thank my intrepid engineer, Jeff Ryder in Connecticut, who sends my voice out through the air. It's incredible. How does that happen? Anna Schofield's my executive producer, and we work every week to bring you an interesting interview show. Call me anytime. Email me at Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. See you next
0: week.